Welcome back to tonight's coverage of Merrimack Hockey. The Warriors take on Northeastern at Matthews Arena. And joining us is the head coach of the Northeastern Huskies, Jim Madigan. And boy, Jim, this place has so much history in it. It's the oldest hockey rink still in use in the world. You, you spent, uh, I guess, now a large part of your life here, right, in, the, in this rink. Uh, how has it changed over the years? You know, and you're right. I've been fortunate to be part of the, this building since 1981. So it's a, been a pretty good run as a, as a player and a assistant coach and coach and, and as an administrator. And, you know, the school and the university have done just a tremendous job in in, in making sure that the building is always updated and you know has the modern amenities that it needs, and you know the first major renovation you know was back in '96 when we expanded the ice surface. You know this was a unique ice surface where it was 200 by 85 feet in width, but at the goal line it was only 71 feet in width. So you know that is something when you lose 14 feet from the blue line to the goal line, um, and so it fit into the style of Northeastern hockey right. teams back then. And you know so that was the, the first major renovation that. You know, brought it to 200 by 90, yeah. and uh, you know Ben Smith was uh, was someone who was our head coach at the time. Who was really behind that, having you know played a lot of hockey, coached a lot of hockey on European ice sheets and the international game. And you know from there we've done a lot of work into you know with the seating and the uh, press box, and obviously two or three different iterations with the locker room and the, and the you know the amenities that go downstairs, the weight room, trainers room, um, you know strength and conditioning center. And so we've just been fortunate enough to have you know the, the uh, the building to go through those improvements because the building itself it's a grand old dame right and and, and you love that it's the old Boston Garden um, replica and uh, you know the fans are kind of hanging over the over the, the state over the stadium from the balcony and it just creates a great atmosphere and if we can continue to upgrade make upgrades to the you know the amenities that you know Division One college teams need now you know I'm hoping we can keep this building going for many years. Do you remember back to when you came here as a freshman and, and playing here or maybe even when when you may have come here on a recruiting trip and seeing this place? What did you think of it? What was it like then, and, and, and how does it compare to today? Well, you know, I kind of hit it rate right at the right time for Northeastern hockey. You know, the university purchased the, the building from the city of Boston in, in, in late 79. I started here in the fall of 81, and it took the university a year or so before they did any major renovation to the building. And then George Matthews, who was, you know, became chairman of our board, you know, ended up you know, putting significant, making a significant gift to the institution to put in you know, a lot of amenities. But when I came in here, we had the old you know, seats in the lower and upper balcony, which is, you know, the old slats that they had in the old Boston Garden, uh, uncomfortable. And so then we, you know, we changed those through. Uh, the locker room had just been upgraded, which was great. Uh, the ice surface and new boards had just come in. So that a lot of the improvements had already happened, but the seating and then the renovation to the lobby, uh, that came in probably about my second year, the front entrance uh, with George Matthews' uh, name and, and uh, with his wife at the time, uh, um, you know, had all their, the, the renovation of the lobby redone. So, um, you know, again, fortunate enough to be in the building when all those new enhancement improvements were going on. You know, it's always been such a great atmosphere over the, in this building over the years. It's got a sound. It seems like sound carries here, unlike almost any other arena that I've ever been in. Uh, what, what's your most, what's your fondest memory of either playing or coaching here over the years? Yeah, you know, it, it would it would probably go back to when I was playing, and it was uh, we were in a two game total goal uh, series uh, against uh, Bowling Green, who for the NCAA quarterfinals, and uh, the winner had the right to move on to the Frozen Four. Back then, it was still the Final Four. And Bowling Green was coached by Jerry York, yeah. and had the uh, the Hobie Baker Award winner and George uh, McPhee, who went on to become general manager of Washington, and now the current general manager of Washington Capitals is, is a guy named McClellan, who was actually on that team, and uh, Dave. 
Bullitt and uh, Gary Galley, and they had about six or seven NHL players. First game was a 2-2 tie. Second night we came back in here, and it was 2-2 tie after the second game. So you go in overtime in that last game. Winner moves on to the to the final four, and uh, early in that. First shift in that period, McClellan, who was a big six foot four defenseman, took a shot and it rung, rimmed the net, excuse me, missed the net and rimmed the kickboards and went all the way down. Again, we're an oval shaped building back then, as I said, and it just kept on going. And I remember just chasing the puck down, getting it. The goalie had some indecision. He stepped out of the net and I threw it back to the open slot. And Bobby Averill was there to put it in the open net with, I think, 30 seconds gone in overtime, you know, for us to win and to advance to our, you know, Northeastern's only, uh, you know, final four at that that time and uh, so that was a, you know a memory that I'll always remember um, you know I've had many here as an, as an assistant coach where we had some big game, games and wins um, and you know same thing with uh, you know um, with with playing um, you know coaching here the last few years and ironically you know probably my worst moment was against Merrimack in this building in a two-game total goal series um, uh, my, in 1988, when I was an assistant coach, we went up the first game five to three, and Merrimack had a real good team: Jimmy Arivnak and uh, and some good team, good, real good players, and someone on the play in the NHL. And and when, in game two, we had him down three nothing halfway through the second period, and we kind of self-destructed a little bit with a couple injuries, and then Merrimack got I think five to win the total goal series on an aggregate and go on to the next round against the late tournament. That was the first round, moved on to the second round. So um, that will be my worst memory, and, and it came at the hand of Merrimack and, and well-coached Ronnie Anderson team. Well, let's talk about last night's game. Merrimack wins 4-2. to two, uh, Tight game throughout, I thought. Uh, even though you guys gave up a couple of power play goals in the game, I thought that the, the penalty kill at the end of the second period was crucial in keeping you guys in the game when you had a string of success, uh, you know, uh, four or five straight penalties. Yeah, you know, I, I like the, the the first period though was an even up period. Um, you know, kind of funny is you know they scored right away. Obviously, the goal their goaltender gets hurt and um, they score right away. Then we kind of get a fluky goal and I thought the game was even. And then you know in the second period I really liked the way we played for those first eleven and a half minutes. And then yeah, I don't think they had a shot for like more than half the period. Yeah, I think their first shot happened when when they were on the first power play yeah. and that was you know with about eight and a half minutes they went on the power play left in the period and uh, I was really disappointed point with how we managed that last eight and a half minutes where we had four consecutive penalties, all deserved, including a bench minor for too many men on the ice. Um, and you know, we I thought we self-destructed in giving the op- opponent, in this case Merrimack, the opportunity to you know, go ahead in the game, and they took advantage of that opportunity in the, on the first power play. Certainly, we got we got some momentum because we had to kill a five-on-three later in that period, um, and that you know gave us momentum going into the third period. Um, but you just against good teams, you got to play 60 minutes. You can't sit in the penalty box, and on our undisciplined play, I was really disappointed with in that last uh, you know eight minutes of the, of the second period. We sat in the box for the whole eight minutes. Well, Jim, your power play, I'd like to touch on that if I could. It was an area that you struggled with out of the gate. I believe you were 0 for 18 to start the year on the power play, but it seems like it's caught fire. You had two power play goals last night. Uh, what's been the change? Yeah, I think if you look at our power play, we've got seven in the last maybe, you know, 28 attempts. So, you know, and we're moving the pucks well. And, you know, you want to score, obviously, on your power plays, but you also want to create momentum off your power play, right, if you don't score for the for the subsequent lines to build on and, and continue, you know, with uh, applying some pressure to the opponent. Uh, you know, I think we, we've simplified it a little bit. Um, uh, we, we, we went with a couple of different alignments, and we've been able now to, I think, get some pucks, more pucks to the net. Um, 
um, and and get to the net a little bit more. And you know that was certainly the case on our second power play goal. It was again we pulled the goalie, so it was a six on four. But if you look where the goal was, it was right at the net. We got the puck to the net. We had two or three guys at the net, and you know Kevin was just off to the side, and, and we we're able to you know put that home. Um, but I but I like the way we're moving the pucks, and we've got a little bit more of a, a hungry mentality getting pucks to the net. All right, you guys are back at home tonight. Uh, what's what's going to be important for your team tonight? I think we touched upon it, Mike, and, I, and it's in our locker room: discipline, discipline, and discipline. Um, you know, it, it's 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 jumped up and bit us in the rear end a couple of times this year. Um, you know, we, we last night was one example. We played a good road game at Lowell, you know, two weeks ago, and we, it was a tie three three, and two of their goals were five on threes. We only, we only had four penalties for the whole game, which is good, but we stacked them back to back. So it, it's it's playing smart in critical times in the game, and and realizing that every shift has a purpose and a focus to it. All right, Jim. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Good luck tonight. Good luck the rest of the season. Thanks you too, Mike and John. All right, that's Jim Madigan, the head coach of Northeastern. We'll be back after this. John will have his interview with Mark Dennehy. This is Warrior Hockey.